Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I are finally back, at least for one episode. Eddie Bravo calls in, Uriah Faber calls in, and we do our picks. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts... Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hey, Matt. Hi, Jim. And uh, Chris, the producer, is back. Oh, my God. It feels so good. Does it? Well, from there it does. <laughs> and you know what else is back? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we have this? Because uh, I had to have the iPad with me on my, my travels. Why? I'm, just, I'm just having fun. So I can watch TV on the plane and yeah. other things. You know. I you already, Why don't we get one for the show? We are. We are going to get one, yeah. I, we've heard the complaints loud and clear. I like that Jimmy says it once we get on air. Because yeah. I was saying to him a little bit before, yeah, I go, I'm not going to give you too much shit. Yeah, I just wish Because we, we missed you. But, but, where the fuck was our soundboard? We also got to have a couple of more week? sounds on it, too. That's sure, right, Jimmy. We could talk about what to do with that. Sure. Jimmy comes into this like fucking Jessica Andrade on the show. I like it. Swinging. Let's start Swinging. with that. Let's start with that. Because did any of wow. us have Andrade? I, I think I had Kovalkiewicz. I, I certainly had. had a decision. No, we all, we actually all had Jessica Andrade. Oh, did I, I did yeah. not remember. Okay. I had it by decision because, because uh, you know, uh, Sadian? Kovalkiewicz? Yes, what was I going to say? Co- uh, Sadian? Carolina Kovalkiewicz? Carolina, I like to call her, though. Um... I, she's very tough, very tough. So I really I, I forgot that I would, took Andrade. I thought it would be yeah. a, a battle, and uh, man, she just couldn't get her footing under. I mean, talk about yeah. a bull. No, Jessica Andrade. I mean, what a bull she is, man. And wow, I mean, she laid her out. That was that was that was something else, man. She was like a pit bull in there, you know. And you saw her, Carolina try to get her range and get her feet under her and try to get that distance. She just just couldn't keep her off her. You know, it's so wow. impressive. So impressive. Yeah, you never see knockouts like that and, uh, at the much. lightweight like that. Whoa, yeah. man. Now, and Nico uh, Montano, Montano, in the biggest fight of her wow. life. Wow, wow. Had a medical. Uh, they, why, I'm surprised they stripped her. Uh, I mean, that was really harsh. Like, so what are they doing? Is, 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 uh, is Valentina fighting someone else for it? Well, who are they going to do with it? Yeah, so Dana said, I mean, I think the reason to strip her, I mean, there's just me talking, but I think it's, she hadn't fought in a long time since she won the belt. She had some of those injury issues. And then for the champion to come in and not be able to make weight, it's, it's you know, that's frustrating. It's, so I think that was the end of it. And Dana said, um, yeah, he's going to try to set up a title fight for Valentina before the end of the year. So they'll figure now, it out. Now, Valentina stated that this was like the third time she had to get ready for her. Is that what she said? Yeah. I mean. Now, why is that? Like, why is she saying that she ducked her this is the third time? And she said she wouldn't make it to the fight. She was predicting this. What is she basing that on? It hasn't been three times that they were supposed to fight? I mean, that's unofficial. I mean, this is the first time the fight's actually been booked. So you're uh, saying it's probably like contract stuff or they couldn't get it together. Yeah, and Nico had the, uh, you know, her adenoids out or whatever. Uh, She had the the surgery. So there's been a couple of things probably where they were close to booking the fight, but this is the first one where it's really not happened, you know? So. I feel... I feel for that that girl. I mean, mean, well, let's see what happens, man. She's just going to have to... Just get back on track, man. And that's get, ridiculous. Get a fight. It's been a while. How long has it been? You said since she's fought. Oh, it's got to. I mean, it's got to be over a year. I'll check. It's the co-main event. Yeah. You can't fucking have the wow. co-main event. Wow. You know, not making the weight. It's like, what are you doing? Well, it was good fights, though. Great, Great fights. fights. The whole night was fucking incredible. What are we going to start with? Wanna Let's start on the. Uh, yeah, the Nico's last fight was December 2017. That was when she won the title. We've already hit. We already I do want to hit. Uh, let, look, let, before we get the calls, we have. Uh, 
Eddie Bravo and uh, Uriah Faber calling in today. Uh, Cody uh, Stamen had not been as respectful to Aljo Sterling going into that fight as he should have been. And Rogan was saying, or, or one of those guys was saying, that Aljo handled it very well and just said, hey, I'm going to have to prove yeah. to this kid. Maybe he liked the guy not uh, having the respect for him that he should have. Um, you know, Aljo was looking so sharp, man, leading up to this. And he had, so, he had a really the perfect sparring partner. He was sparring a ton with uh, Marab. Okay. You know, who I'm going to, he's fighting in uh, Moscow next, next week. What's the main event for that? What is the main event for that? Uh, Mark Hunt versus uh, Alexei Olenek. Oh, oh that's going to be fun. Real good. Yeah, I'm going to Moscow. But um, <laughs> Have you been? No. Oh, cool. You'll so. have fun. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I'll find one of those Russian bathhouses. I like the steam. You do like a good steam. Yeah. All right. But listen, Cody, Cody Stammen, you know, we liked this fight from the second it was... Uh, we, we, we saw him, you know. Even though he was 17 and 0? You know what? 17 and 1. No, he was 17 and 0. Oh, sorry. A 10, a 10 fight win streak. Right, sorry. And I, we liked it. I like Because we've seen what Aljo's. We know what Aljo has, man. Aljo's the total package, dude. He And this. And you could see it. Look, he looked. You could see in this fight that first round was fun as hell, you know? Yeah. And Aljo's really putting it together nicely now and believing in, in his abilities, you know? So, um, I mean, just from standing to blending it in with the. When he's clinching, just. Landing that back fist, the back yeah. forearm, that oh man, the what timing, was that kick, accuracy, kick the kick left combination he was throwing was really nice. Uh, man, he threw yes. like a right kick and then a left. He would follow it up with a, with a left with a left hook. Yeah, is he, that what he was doing? It was, it was like a really awkward thing to put together, but he did it really nicely. Yeah, he seemed like he was landing from f- far away. I mean, his uh, jab well, his was really working. His was, kicking, yeah. range, his uh, kicking range, he's he's extreme. He's dangerous in all ranges. Yeah, but. What I seen with this is similar to the last fight he had with the Welch kid. I, I'm sorry, and his name escaped uh, me. The Pikey, uh, Brad Jones. Yes, yes. And he was undefeated. And yeah. this is the thing with Aljo. There's different levels in this game. And this kid, Cody Snammon, was a tough kid. Tough. And uh, you could see why he's got that record he's got. But it, at this, at this, this level, at, this, at this, the highest level of, um, in the UFC, uh, the highest level of the game, there's guys that are like the Dominic Cruz, TJ Dillashaw, Cody Garbrandt's. Right, and then there's the other on the other end, and that's not the, that's and it's just a, it's just a matter of levels, and sometimes you can level up by getting experience. You know what I mean? Right. So you become a better fighter with that experience. But right now, Aljo's on that other end. You know what I mean? With the uh, with the higher ups in there, like all those three I just mentioned. I mean, I think Aljo's got the ability to beat them all. I mean, I really do. So I'm happy. I was I was we were so happy with uh. I think they caught our reaction to me, Longo, and Raging Al. Fucking, I lo- oh, Raging Al. I was looking like, who the fuck is that? I couldn't oh, place that's, Raging Al. It was driving me nuts. Yeah. I, Al's a great, a great third guy in the corner, man. He's a great guy. It's a huge difference. And and just a couple uh, a weeks ago, I, I cornered uh, my buddy uh, Eddie Truck Gordon. Yep. He fought another event. And, and there was another guy that works in the gym that worked out worked with him a lot. And he jumped and he was in the corner with us. God, it was a fucking nightmare. And the guy's a nice guy. Right. Just yelling over Longo, two, three, def- shut the fuck up. I couldn't, I go, and I, and you know, I, I made a week, I made a, like a, a weekend out of it or whatever it was. Uh, I brought my wife up, we went to AC and stuff, but hey man, I cannot, there's a, there's a, work in a corner is like anything else. There's a certain chemistry to it. Sure. You got to know when to shut up, when not to talk. Longo's the boss in the corner, right? Like yeah. he's the main well, guy. Well, Longo is the head trainer. Right. Longo was my trainer. But at the same time, if shit's going on the floor, Longo's not opening his mouth. Right, he, that's you. He knows me. So, I mean, the, 
we know not to step on each other's toes. We know when not to talk and when to talk. And it's and it's it's no ego at all in there. Sure. There's some guys that just want to poke their head in or want to just say something just so they can be heard. Sure. I, I, I might have a big mouth, but it's just all for our guy. A lot of times I'm repeating shit that Longo's saying. Or if Al says something to me, sure. Raging Al, uh, say, he's good at this. Oh, he's, Al's good at, uh, um, Al's good at that one. He's good at the single leg. With the, he's good at hitting this. Uh, he'll say something in a fight. Like he sees something. He'll let us know. You know, because he knows I got a big mouth. So it's not like we're all trying to claim to be geniuses or being the biggest mouth in the corner, but we know what works. It is I fun do. to watch Matt. I would, they, the camera will come in on you guys. I, I enjoyed yeah. watching you and Longo. Yeah, yeah. Me, I listen, when Longo's out of the game, I'm out of the game with the cornering and stuff. I mean, that's how strongly I feel about it. Like, the other day with me, him, and, and Raging Al, that was just excellent. And Aljo, and, I mean, listen, all credit to Aljo, though. Aljo's the guy in there, but I like when his, when it's when it's... When it's it's very um, uh, smooth in the corner, and you don't have a, a third guy that could just make everything worse. Now, Aljo almost pulled off a full Nelson, which was fun to watch. Oh shit! The second, but the amazing—I've never seen anybody. Maybe that's just Aljo's <laughs> longer limbs. Yeah. But I've never seen. Oh, he only has a one-inch reach, but he. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. He has a seven-inch reach um, advantage and uh, four-inch leg reach. I've never seen anybody do that. Move to another person. Now that's a common way when somebody's trying to, especially skin on skin, when they're when they're on when they're standing up and trying to shake you off to go forward. Sometimes you could slip right off. Is that so? Like, what you do when you're too high on the back? Yes, exactly. You, you grab the leg. Or yes, they try to stand up and basically go to touch their toes, kind of like walk their hands to their feet and try to shake you off. When they do that, it, it allows you to grab around their leg with both. With, you know, I've just never seen it done. Like I've I, we well we do it all the time to. Maintain that control, and usually the guy will fall over, and you'll still be on his back. That's what I, I thought, that's what I thought he was doing. Is that's that why he, they do that? Yeah. So that this way you don't try to keep shaking them off. Oh well, it's it's almost impossible. It's really hard to shake off. Well, what happened is they'll usually lose their base like they did. Right. But I've never seen a knee bar from there. I just never seen it. I mean, I've never. So it's like it was just, and then to see it twice in one night with Zabit also doing that. I mean, wow! I mean, that wow! That was just wacky. Yeah, Brandon Davis started off very good in that fight, by the way, and uh, he looked good early on. They were saying he was a veteran; he knew how to. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was kind of making Zabit didn't seem to know how to get his timing down with him. But yeah, I want to see Aljo's win again. That was such yeah. an incredible. I watched it, it twice. Crazy. That was such an incredible way to end that and, fight. And that's another reason why we got so excited because, like, I thought, all right, man, Aljo he achieves certain positions. It's real. There he is on top. See now, now he's way high on the back. Oh, this is the not this is the. First oh, it's a full one. Nelson. Yeah. See, and now uh, talk about experience. Now, Aljo had a similar, very same thing with Brian Caraway in a fight that he lost a close decision to. He had the, he had Brian Caraway like this in the first round, and but he put so much on it to try to finish with that that it, it, it might have cost him in that fight. He knew better in this fight. He didn't waste his time with that. No, he, he put it on, looked cool, landed but he heavy. Yeah, now he's picking his shots. Aljo has like Velcro on him when he's on you, when he's on your back. Now look, see how he grabs around that leg? Right there on the leg. He pulls it in. Now, I expected him to break the base. I did not expect a knee bar from there. What should Cody Stamen have done there Ooh. when he started grabbing? Is there a yeah. way out? Well, it's, it's, what it's not good is, is trying to shake a guy off that way because that's exactly what's going to happen to you. You know, yeah. You want to try to get your back, obviously, to either the cage or to the floor. If you're standing, you want to get his arm over, the choking arm over your back to the other side of your head and try to get your back to that cage and then you could establish an underhook and face him and, and right. whatnot. Um, and, or sometimes the guy could just slide down. I remember being on Eve Edwards' back and he had me up against the cage and I actually slid down 
and he was like sitting on me backwards, like hammer fisting me or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's very slippery. But Aljo, I mean, he could get that body triangle on you and and just he's just it's hard to get him off. And he's so lanky that he could sure. get the distance like you know, guys like uh, guy who he, similar on top, but a way different weight class is a di- higher weight class is a uh, Luke Rockhold on top. That guy is another guy. Yeah, that's just got that lanky body. He gets that body triangle. So Aljo, he gets mount, he gets back. If it's not a wrap, it's 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 a beating for sure. By the way, uh, Rockhold Weidman uh, too just announced. Was it announced? Yeah, uh, yeah. Official. From Madison Square Garden, two thirty Saturday, November third. I'll be there. That's shaping up to be an amazing, amazing fucking card. It really is. And the interesting thing during two twenty eight, Joe Rogan was talking about that there's no main event for two thirty yet, and he was like, "We know some shit that's going down that you guys don't know yet." So. I wonder what that's going to be, that main event. Well, Ferguson Pettis, also a great fight, because Pettis looks so good in his last fight. Well, that's fight. 229. That's October 6th. So oh, that's sorry. That's Khabib McGregor. Sorry. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I seen Joe over the weekend. You did? Said, yeah, he's like, oh, how you like working with Jimmy? I go, seriously, Joe? You want me to tell you? No, I do. And I told him <laughs> I love you. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So, yeah, so it was nice to see Joe. It's funny when I see Joe because I, I like him a lot. I know him forever now. I know him since I, I was fighting in the UFC. So I really just want to go up to him and bullshit with him and hug him. And I do. I go up. I say hi. But I feel like it's one of those things where I see so many people just coming up to that dude. So it's like you don't want to be another guy. Right. You know how people could just annoy you? And oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you're friends like, with him. He loves you. I am. I am. But you're in a position where the dude's working and he's – People are coming up to him, so you don't want to be another dude to just come. No, I lo- I'll always go up to jokes. I know he likes me. When you're walking up to a guy who yeah, likes you, it's different than, you know, being bu- bugging him. Like, I know what you're saying, but, you know, Joe's a good, you know. I go over, I say hi, and, I, and I feel closer to him than that. But it's a weird thing. Like, yeah. I just see annoying people. Like, I see people come up to him, like, that's, I mean, these people, I mean, I know people come up to me, and most people are nice, but some people are annoying as fuck. Sure. You know? Jimmy? Yeah, he always comes over and says love. I'm there early yeah. enough before he starts the main. Uh, he'll always come over and talk for a while. Yeah, he uh, actually when we were in Vegas, we were sitting by the cage and he saw you from the cage and was like, "Jim." He yelled at you and said, "Hey." You. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. think I didn't talk to him that time because yeah, we, yeah. You, we left right after. Yeah. Uh, Zabit Magomed Sharipov against awesome. Brandon Davis again. Yaya Rodriguez dropped out uh, of the fight, had an injury of some sort. Yeah. Um, it started off. Brandon Davis started off very good. Um, that's, that fight started off a little harder for Zabit than I thought it would. I think that's the key to if you're going to beat Zabit, you just have to keep the pressure on him at all yeah. times. You can't give him any space. And as soon as you do, he takes your back or whatever. So Yeah, round two. Uh, I want to see what's next for him. He's not letting Yair off the hook, though. He's saying no. that he wants him. Yeah. Like he's saying, you can't run from me and this and that. So, you know, I, I want to see I want to see Yair in there. How him. is he only number 15? I guess he, the, the rankings have not been updated. Yeah, he'll move up, I would think. But. Well, I mean, if, if that was Yair in there, it would have been a big difference probably. Right. I mean, they're probably doing no offense to Brandon. I mean, I know he stepped up. But, sure, but he, he last minute kind of. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. Good you know, fighter. Can't, hey, listen, you know who I was really, I, I don't, we're going to kind of in a backwards order That's here. Okay. But really quick, I'm impressed with Jimmy Rivera. I really am, man. That was yeah, incredible. That was I am, because Dotson's not an easy guy to no, fight. No, but that was a dominant performance over John Dotson. He did awesome. And not only did he, did he did awesome, but he did awesome with a guy that's, very again, he's a, he's a tricky guy. Yep. He's an unusual. He, he's got a, a, a weird rhythm to him, and he's all over the place. Um, he's a hard guy to get your timing in on, and so I was impressed with Jimmy. Really impressed because especially coming off of that 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 devastating loss, 
over with uh, Marlon. Yeah. You know Marlon what I mean? Rice, that, yeah. That could have really affected somebody. It didn't affect Jimmy at all. That was Jimmy so fast, though. He fucking did great. That head kick was so, like, it's one of those things where you just got caught with a head kick. Like, right. I wonder, yeah. for, for a fighter, I don't know how you guys think, but if you lose that way, is it a little little easier in the sense that you know, like, I just got caught with a quick, like, anyone would have got, got caught like that. Yeah, but. You As opposed to getting the shit beaten out of you, like, listen. he beat him up for three rounds. He beat Dodson up for three yeah. rounds. Yeah. Dodson seems a little reluctant, though, to pull the trigger in his last couple of fights. I, I don't know what it is. It just seems like he He's just a little hesitant. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Jimmy. I was I was impressed. I really yeah. was. Not that I thought I was on the fence with who was going to win this one. I picked Jimmy. I believe. What, who do we have? So for this so one? we didn't actually pick this one because this was not on the main card oh, at the time. So oh, okay. we didn't have that one. But we all had to beat. By the way, we all had to beat. <laughs> and we all had. To, how do we, how do we have to beat? Uh, you had to beat by second round submission. So you got that exactly correct, Jim. Good. I and then so. okay. Matt, you had first round knockout. Yeah. And I had first round submission. So, yeah. and we also had Jess. We all I, again. I forgot. I thought I had Carolina. We all had Jessica. But we all had by decision. Yeah. As in no one had first round knockout. Now, how about uh, Alassane against Price? I know I had Nico Price. I and no one saw a fucking first round KO. <sighs> you know, I got to yeah. meet. I got to meet uh, Nico Price. Uh, he had one of his little kids on his shoulders. I got to meet his trainer. And it's funny because right after that debacle with uh, the weight. Issue in the in the in the stripping of the of the title of Nico um, Montoya, uh, you know, I so then I met his, tra- his this Nico Nico Price's trainer. So how often is it two Nicos on the same card? <laughs> right. So the guy comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, I'm 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 Nico's trainer." I go, "Oh man, that's too bad." And fuck, meanwhile, it's Nico Price. He's just like, uh, the guy thinks I'm like dissing him. He's like, oh, uh, oh, like he's like taken back. And I'm like, oh no, I thought it was a different Nico, man. So uh, anyway, we got that behind us. And what a nice guy. The coach was a really nice guy. I met Nico, nice dude. But uh, he ran into some trouble with Abdul, man. None Holy of us shit. had that one, boy. None of us had. I think didn't we all have Nico? We or? did. We all had Nico. I'm sorry to interrupt, guys. We got uh, Eddie Bravo. Oh, oh, good. Okay. Very nice. Okay, should be on now. Hello, Eddie. How are you? You're talking to uh, Matt, Sarah, and Jim Norton. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing, buddy? Long time, no talk. Matt, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) My man. Listen, I'm psyched to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in ages. I want to hear about this this new Quintet. What is it? Quintet 3? Am I saying it right? Quintet. 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 I can't pronounce it. But I'm such a phony. I said Quintet like I knew it, but it was only after Eddie said it. <laughs> now, th- tell me. Now, first of all, being an old school guy like yourself, I love that there's so many different uh, grappling events coming out nowadays. It's not just the IBJJF. You have your EBI, which I love. My students love. One of my guys competed in there, James uh, Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, I love it, that guy. Oh, what a nice kid, right? Oh, I um, love that guy. Oh, such a sweetheart. He has nothing but good things to say about that event and yourself, how he's treated. But I mean, he's all these ev- these these competitions now even like this one you're bringing up now that guys that are jujitsu practitioners they don't just have to jump into mma if that's not their thing they could just make some cash and make a name for themselves competing in all these different events well there's not that much money in it you know what i mean we're the, the scene is definitely growing uh but um we're not at that point yet where uh um uh grapplers can make a we're living off just competing. I mean, we're at a point now where grapplers, you know, like Gordon Ryan and Gary Tonin, they're making money off, uh, you know, EBI. They made some money. And, and then, you know, the, the money really comes in seminars and building your school. And, and you know, so it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, these grappling events are like advertising for your seminars and for your school. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, a, you know, uh, like at a 
strip club. The strippers aren't really making, they're not paying the bills with that stage money. They're paying the bills with that lap dance money, but they got to get on stage to advertise for the lap dances. You know right. what I'm saying? And it gives another- And it works too, by the way. <laughs> it does work. Jimmy, that's what Jimmy's a fucking red belt with the yeah. strip clubs. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like my student, I don't know if you know Jason Rao, he just spent like nine days in Australia doing seminars and it's from just making your name. And, and he's not an MMA guy. He's not a, a fighter, but damn, does he love to take limbs? So it is nice yeah. that they have this way to make their name without having to, yes, to fight. Yes, it's, it's a beautiful time right now. Um, uh, we de- the jiu-jitsu community definitely has uh, the numbers to really support all these shows coming up. I just think they need to support them. I think we need more support from the jiu-jitsu community because they're so used to, you know, IBJJF and, and the points tournaments, and, and they look at um, these, these sub-only tournaments that are coming up, like Quintet and yeah. EBI, and all these. there's a bunch of them, Ultimate Mat Warriors, Finishers, Honored Invitational. There's all these sub-only tournaments coming out. And um, the the traditional Brazilian jiu-jitsu community, which is huge, huge, they don't really support the sub-only scene. Uh, the, the support is coming from the MMA world. That Those are the people that are really digging the sub-only because they're not caught up in the politics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the metamor- I mean, I, I don't know if Metamorris is dead now, but they were – that's a huge uh, – that was on the, the one of the Gracie the, the Grace brothers. That yeah, that was, yeah, that was – I love that. And that was it, a no point. That was a no point. Yeah. Um, yes, that was sub only, but you know, like I was saying, uh, you know, they went bankrupt and uh, they, they they never really made any money. So that Meta Morris going down was uh, strictly financial. So that's what we're at right now. EBI, you know, there's not like this big pile of money I'm making from EBI. I'm just trying not to lose my ass. I'm trying to break even. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, it's a great time for jujitsu. It's an exciting time. I, we're, you know what we're at? The sub only movement is like the UFC when it went um, under. Ground, you know what I mean. Remember in the '90s where it was, it was, it was tiny. There wasn't that much money in the UFC. It was before um, Lorenzo and uh, Frank took it over. That's where we're at with the sub-only game right now. We're we're in 1998, yeah. you know, and and all it's going to take is is you know some you know billionaire like Lorenzo <laughs> to step in and make it happen and do an Ultimate Fighter type show with uh, with grappling, you know. You know, that, that's all it's going to take is someone with some big money. Because right now, everybody that's involved in these shows is all passion projects. You know, no one's, you know, no one's looking to make giant money or anything like that. We're just, we're just doing this because we love it. And that, you know, I, I, I'm speaking. You know, that's the truth coming from my heart. Is uh, I'm doing this just because I love it, and um, you know, and it's so much fun, and and uh, you know, especially with quintet. Now yeah. that now that we got a team. A, a team sub only uh, tournament and it's it's catching fire quick there's all these little quintet rules tournaments <laughs> popping up all over the place that was one th- this saturday last saturday in atlanta you know four four teams you know uh battle it out quintet rule style so um that's really catching on is the team tournament stuff that that is like is the hottest thing right now eddie tell me about the you're talking about the rules what are the rules is it strictly sub only is it overtime like in the EBI rules can you tell me about the rules okay so it's like this right there's four teams it's like a four man bracket the, the winner of each of the first two matchups they face each other in the finals so this is a, this it's five on five right so you got five guys i got five guys um you line them up um, and and all five guys they're you know uh 
the total weight is can only be 950 pounds, right? So you could divvy it up between oh. five guys however you want. You want two giant guys? Well, you're going to have three littler guys. Or do you want them all medium? You know, <laughs> you divvy up uh, your five guys however you want. And then before you know how your opponent's uh, team is going to um, – line their five guys up yeah. you don't you know without knowing you have to put your five guys in order and then they just match up and, and you know you could have a giant guy against a little guy and <clears throat> the way it works is whoever you're trying to uh, knock out everybody on the opposing team right it's like okay. once once all the guys on the other team are knocked out. Then the team with the, the one guy left standing or two guys left standing, he wins and he goes on. And what ends up happening, first matchup happens, um, if there's no submission in eight minutes, they're both out. So then it's the second guys are added. If there's no submission in that second match, they're both eliminated. Wow. So now there's three guys on each team left. Now, and, and, and let's say it's my team against your team. And then on the third match, my, t my guy submits your guy. So my guy, the guy that just won, he stays in and fights your fourth guy. If he taps out your fourth guy, he still stays in. And now he goes against your fifth guy, right? Your fifth guy beats my third guy. So now your fifth guy is the last guy standing. He's got to beat two guys or he's done, right? So all I got two guys left. You got one guy left. All, the, the, the smart thing to do for me would tell my fourth guy to just hold and stall your fifth guy to DQ him. And even though they both get DQ'd, I'd still have a guy left over. So then I win and then I go to the, I, I advance to the finals. Let Does me, that let, make sense? Yes. Let, Eddie, let me ask you a question too. You talk about not knowing how much the other guys weigh. So say you have one guy that, you know, one heavyweight or you, he, you don't know how many heavyweights the other team has. Do you guys go in order by number, or could you pick a matchup that you want to make against a certain guy? No, you you, do, you don't pick up ma a match at all. You, uh, you just line up your – you pick the order of your five guys. They pick the order of their five guys without knowing each other's orders, and then, boom, you find out who they wow. match up against. You know what I mean? Oh, that's fucking cool. It's a surprise. I like that. <laughs> the one thing is if, if you got a guy – going against another guy that has more than 40 pounds on him, then it goes from an eight-minute match to a four-minute match. So in a Quintet 2 in Japan, my uh, 145 guy, Gio Martinez, you, you ever hear him? Oh, he's a stud, of course. He went against Ishii, who's 250 pounds, Olympic gold medalist in judo. So their match was four minutes. So obviously, the strategy in that match was for Gio just to survive four minutes to knock that monster out of the game. And, and that's exactly what happened. Ishii had a Kimura on him and was like throwing him all over the place, almost breaking his arm off with the Kimura, but Gio wouldn't tap and he survived and he made it and we knocked him out. So it was a victory for us. Has the smaller guy in any of those situations actually tapped the bigger guy? Yes, no, I mean, actually, this is the tournament. Oh. It, it actually did happen. Um, that was the first round with Ishii. Then we got to the second round, and um, uh, uh, there's this 
big, gigantic black guy who was just ripping through everybody in the first round on Sakura on Sakuraba's team. He's killing everybody. We're in backstage watching it, going, "Oh my God, who's this fucking monster?" Geo got paired up with the monster again for the next team, but this time he guillotine he he Marcelatine uh, that giant. So it, it, it was epic. It was epic. This guy was like six foot four, and Geo's four one hundred and forty five pounds. You know, five foot seven. He got him with the high elbow guillotine. Yep. Yep. You know what's a beautiful match? If anybody wants to say ask about size with jujitsu, watch Marcelo Garcia versus Rico Rodriguez in uh, AD, oh, yeah. ADCC. Oh yeah, he got him in a heel hook. <laughs> oh man! And that's when he stood up and he, Abu Dhabi. and he and he did the uh, the Nest Ice T commercial where he jumps backwards with him as, as a backpack and he splattered him. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, <laughs> I remember that totally. <laughs> Jimmy, he was on his back. Now Rico Rodriguez is around three hundred pounds or something. He stood up with this guy the size of uh, you on his back. Maybe a little bit bigger than you, Jimmy, but he, but he's but he's, yeah. but he's not a big guy. Jumps backwards and and, and splatted this this jujitsu man. But uh, Marcelo Garcia is one of the greatest, and he just survived and ended up. Uh, how did he finish him? Do you remember? Rear naked. He got him in a heel hook. He got him in a heel hook. Fuck! Before it was cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy, right? And, and Marcelo, um, uh, he doesn't believe in leg locks. <laughs> it's, it's that, I, that's hysterical, <laughs> Eddie. Eddie, I have something to ask you now. Listen, this is because I love the EBIs. Okay. okay. Um, the what the fuck is that? Just working on the outside. outside. I'm sorry, I need to do. Eddie, the now listen with the rules in the overtime. Now with the back escapes. Now this always irked me, and I love you, Eddie. This is not. An, I love your your. Oh, your here it comes. Oh, no, <laughs> Eddie, stop it. This is not a gee versus no gee question. You it's, know I love you, dog. Listen uh, to me. Know, no, no, Eddie, stop. listen. So when a guy escapes the back, when you do that overtime, and a guy escapes the back, he can escape that back and let somebody and. It get full mount on him, and we count that as an escape. Could you yes. could you explain yes. that? Could you because now just uh, to I can explain that to you. Go ahead, go ahead. We um when when you're in a jujitsu match uh, and you mount somebody, yes, you get four points, right? Yes. And then if you get their back, you get another four points, right? Yes. Because you're moving forward, right? Uh, that's what the IBJF rules type of thing. Yeah. Yes, I got you're you. Moving yes. forward. Yes. Back back to the mount is moving forward. Now, uh, no, I mean, mount to the back is moving forward. Now, back to the mount, that's moving backwards, according to IBJJF. Yeah, but you understand that? I have, oh, for the rule set? I guess so, yes. Yeah, so it's time, it's a combination of that time constraints i could have easily kept it going you could you could keep it going like if you escape and the guy's still inside control you could easily make an argument and say you should just let it keep it going um especially you know i understand your argument you're not the first yeah. guy to bring that up about oh i thought i was <laughs> no, 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 no. people yeah. bring it up i just it's just going backwards and i had to cut it off somewhere because uh, uh, we're under time constraints okay. so since since it's it since traditional jujitsu counts that as going not forward but going yeah. backward, if you're on someone's back and then they escape that but you're still mounting them, uh, that's going backwards. I, so I understand what you're talking yeah. about. I to, I fully get yeah. it, but we just had to cut it off somewhere. I, you know what I mean? All right, I understand. I can understand that. Uh, I thought I never thought of that of going backwards and and I thought that the most points you could get is four points with the mount or four points with the back because those are the most dominating 
positions yeah. traditionally. And yeah. I look at everything for a fight. So I look, if somebody escapes that, like look at Luke Rockhold or an Al Jermaine Sterling who just fought over the weekend. If they got that back with the hooks and a guy escapes and they're mounted, are they better? Are they going backwards or are they fucking like, like look at Luke Rockhold on top no, back to it. mount. No, no, yeah, no, no I, I know I, you understand. I so that's it. why I'm like, I, totally I don't want my it. guys like, like when they get, like when we do the worst positions, like, them feeling all right, we're cool. The guy's just mounted. <laughs> it's like, hey, dude, motherfucker, yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna yeah. get Pat Smith versus uh, Scott Morris, and I know you remember that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. I, and there's a lot of leg lock positions that'll get you killed in MMA too, but we yes. we still have them in the sport of sub only, and they're still important. A lot of people are flopping guard and sub only. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in sub only that doesn't necessarily translate to MMA, and that right there, that EBI overtime where you escape the back into yes. the mount. That doesn't quite translate either. But if my if I if I was um, watching a sub only match and it was just a single match and and someone had one of my guys back and he was all over his back and he had a body triangle on and he's all over his back and all of a sudden he broke open that body triangle and then he turned into him and now he's mounted, I, I would I would take that as he's on his way out. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, I mean Without strikes, a hundred percent, way better. Without way strikes, better. with strikes, you're in trouble. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. You, all right. You, I'm happy you, you explained that because I I always was like at the UFCs I haven't seen you forever so I was always gonna yeah. grab you when I seen you and just ask that because right. it always like kind of irked me I'm like <laughs> I know Eddie knows this shit I know he knows yeah. he's a master so I'm like let me just ask that because that couldn't be an oversight and I didn't know anybody yeah. else brought that up to you so thank yeah. you buddy thanks for explaining well, thank you and Eddie now we got to ask you too how is uh, how's Tony Ferguson now he's uh, fighting uh, Anthony Pettis was is it two twenty he's on uh, Connor uh, yeah that's the uh, yeah. Oh, it is the co-main. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he's healing up okay? Fuck, he's healing up incredibly. You know, um, he's doing everything possible for his rehab. He's, he's got his own gym now, and, and his, he's got all this equipment, like red light therapy, um, compression, like leg sleeve uh, things, and, you know, um, some kind of, uh, like, he's got all this, this therapy he's doing, um, constant, like, you know, massages and, and, um, and, you know, everybody knows he's a um, cardio machine. He's working, he's, um, he's, he's working so hard every day. He's already just, he's in the best shape of his life right now. He, uh, he was never an alcoholic or anything like that, but, you know, he decided to quit drinking once and for all, you know, and um, he's, uh, it, it, that injury really made him reevaluate, you know, how he was living his life. And um, how he, you know, he was already training like a bad motherfucker, anyways, and and now it's even more intense. So um, you're gonna you're gonna see uh, the best Tony ever against Pettis. Eddie, let me ask you as a as a jujitsu master, if you were to work with Conor McGregor for his fight versus Khabib, what would you what would you do? I mean, I mean, is he could he master the rubber guard in fucking eight weeks? What would you? How would? How is he gonna survive down there? I mean, listen, I, having I, if he doesn't I, knock him out initially, of course, people are saying that. But yeah, tell me um, your thoughts on that. Um, you know, uh, if I if I had, you know, three four months to train him, 
Um, I'd be, I would definitely add rubber guard to his game. Would it be enough at that point? I don't know. Uh, but I would add a lot of other stuff too. We would be working, you know, guard retention, guard recovery, side control escape, back escape, mount escape, over and over, every day, side control escape, guard recovery, guard retention. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I think the mistake people are making with Khabib, the biggest mistake is when they get taken down, they're trying to get back up. I, yeah. it, it, getting back up is not going to work against Khabib. He's, that, that's where he shines. He shines in riding people that are trying to get back up. Mm. R- remember, you remember that movie, The Warriors? Of course. Sure. Remember when they were running from the baseball furies, Ajax <laughs> and that other guy were running and the baseball furies were tra- chasing them through the park? Remember that? Of yep. course. And they were running. And then um, they, uh, Ajax and that guy decided to stop. They're like, fuck this running. Let's stop. Let's just stop and beat these these pussies up. Yeah. Right? Remember that? Yeah. They stop. I think, you know, if when Tony fights Khabib, he's not going to be trying to drag himself up from the fence. He's going to square up and fight him off his back. Yeah. Not spend the whole goddamn round trying to get up and getting beat down. That shit ain't going to work against Khabib. He wants you to do that shit. So he hasn't had anybody with a high-level guard square up with him and fight him and go after mm. him for off his back. You know what I mean? Attack him off his back, not trying to drag themselves away and trying to climb up the fence and just drag themselves and turning and trying to stand up. That shit will never work. That's just going to lose you rounds. So, you know, I'm not saying that my strategy will work, but we already know that other strategy is, is not going to work. So with Tony, we're constantly preparing to, you know, if he ends up on his back to attack and I don't think no one's throwing any heat at Khabib off their back. They're just trying to survive and trying to get back up. So that's that's the approach we're going to take with Khabib. So when guys are and when Khabib elbows, you know what I mean. Throw elbows. Put them in full guard. Constant. Don't try to drag yourself away. Try to focus on putting them in full guard and throwing elbows. Recover. Throw elbows. Recover. Throw elbows. Recover. Throw elbows. Cut them up instead of trying to drag yourself away like a zombie. So do you? So you think when guys have been taken down uh, by Khabib, they're almost thinking, okay, this is the nightmare I was worried about. Just try to get out of it instead of addressing it uh, head on. Exactly. They're, they're all trying to drag themselves away. And he just rides them, rides those wrists. And, and if they do get back on their feet, he's just going to bring them back down again. He's really good against the fence, standing against the fence. Khabib is amazing standing against the fence. Whether, um, whether he came from, you know, being just like a, a kickboxing situation and then clinching against the fence, you're fucked. Or he took you down and you got up and you're against the fence. Same scenario, he'll just retake you down. And, and that's just, you're just going to lose rounds until you finally get TKO'd. So what do you see happening with him and Conor? Again, I know there's no... I think Conor has a shot in the first because Khabib is known to take punches. But I mean, as soon as Khabib gets him against the fence or is able to take him down, I think Conor's in a lot of trouble. Do you, do you think he has a shot early in that round? Um, I think Conor's only shot is with his fist. You know, no doubt he's probably, the, you know, the most powerful puncher pound for pound. Uh, maybe, you know, ever in the UFC. He's definitely in the conversation. But that does not, uh, punching power does not translate at all to guard work. Right. So, um, you know, look at what Ro- Rafael Dos Anjos, that's a legit black belt. He, his guard wasn't good enough for Khabib. Uh, Edson Barbosa's guard wasn't good enough. Um, you know, uh, 
nobody's guard is good enough for Khabib. You know, and they're all trying to get back up. They're all spending the whole round trying to get back up instead of just staying there and attacking him and, you know, uh, going with the attitude, like thank him for taking, you know, for taking him down. You know, um, uh, who knows if that strategy would work either because no one's really tried it, but we know the other strategy's not working. Yeah, so you might as well try something new. And, and how do you think of, uh, you know, Gaslam is fighting Whitaker for the uh, middleweight title. Uh, what do you think of that fight? Well, you know, Gaslam's my boy, so, sure. you know, it's going to be at one hell of a fight, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, hopefully it goes Gaslam's way, and he, he definitely has what it takes to to beat Whitaker, but you know, make no mistake about it. You know, n- nobody is uh, guaranteeing any kind of win in that fight. You know, that that caliber of a fight. Uh, Whitaker is uh, you know top of the food chain, super crazy, dangerous, tough as shit. You know, so it's going to be an amazing fight. Now we've talked to you a lot about fighting, but I want to ask you, what do you play? I didn't even realize you were a musician. If I did realize that, I didn't remember because my memory stinks. I knew that. Yeah, I, I I produce music, been producing music my whole life. Um, I got a, an album on uh, YouTube for free. I don't, you know, no one wants to buy my music, but uh, the album's called Mix Flick of Death and Devotion. You can uh, find it on YouTube. It's 15 of my uh, songs that I produced uh, cut to my favorite movies of all time. So I made music videos out of oh, cool. um, Scarface, Memento, Fear and Loathing uh, in Las Vegas, uh, Moon, The Shining, Enter the Dragon, The Crow. So uh, that's why it's called Mix Flick. So it's like a mixtape, but it's a mix flick. So you could, you could catch that on YouTube. So are you playing in these uh, bands or are you just producing? I play, produce, arrange, you know. Do you um, sing? That's a guitar. A a little bit, a little bit. You do the guitar. I'm I'm very limited uh, with my vocals, so, you know, I I stay in the background, and if there's a line or two that I could pull off, you know, I'll just just add a little, I'll sprinkle myself in, but I got, uh, I'm dealing, you know, I'm working with super high-level vocalists and and, uh, rappers, too, because I produce hip-hop as well, so my MCs are just as high levels you can get, and the, the singers that I work with are, you know, just classically trained uh, amazing sarah mclaughlin uh, level vocalist so you know I, I stay in the background well that's great man listen um what t- tell me when does this tournament start and how can people see this which one uh the quintet quintet is the day before uh, Khabib Con- versus connor it's I- in vegas so if you're coming out to vegas friday you check out quintet it'll be 10th planet versus uh sakuraba's team who uh josh barnett's on sakuraba's team uh, uh uriah faber's got a team and uh the polaris team who won the first quintet those guys are fucking that's going to be the, the toughest uh team out there to, to beat for us you know they got craig jones and craig jones is is uh one of the best grapplers in the world right now and uh he he crushed that first uh, quintet. So it's going to be crazy. That's Friday. Then Saturday's the UFC. It's all in Vegas. Um, EBI 17 is going to be September 29th. It's before that. It's going to be at Muscle Farm HQ in Burbank. And that's going to be the first ever 16-man combat jiu-jitsu tournament. So that's going to be fucking nuts. Jesse Taylor from the UFC. He's in it. He's expected to win it all. Um, three-time black belt no-gi champion uh, um, Felipe Fogolin. He's also in it. He's a favorite. Um, we got you know, my guys from 10th Planet, you know, John Thor Blank, he's a, uh, man, he's he's a rising star in the 10th Planet world. Um, I expect him to do damage. Kyle Chambers is also one of my guys from uh, 10th Planet. He's uh, a leg lock machine. So 
So it, it's going to be fucking nuts. Also, um, uh, uh, Josh Neer, UFC veteran, is oh. also jumping in. Tamden McQuarrie, uh, also another UFC veteran, is in it. Most of the, uh, uh, 99.9% of all the combat jiu-jitsu guys stepping up, they all have MMA experience. Pure jiu-jitsu guys are not stepping up at all, unless they're 10th Planet guys, because I got a bunch of 10th Planet pure jiu-jitsu guys who, who are trying to get into combat jiu-jitsu, but most of uh, the the traditional BJJ world, they think combat jiu-jitsu is too gangster, but MMA fighters, they're thinking, oh my God, this is easy. It's just, it's just palm strikes. <laughs> and, <laughs> this is, and this can be seen uh, on MMA Fight Pass. Think it's, it, MMA fighters think it's pussy uh, MMA, and uh, jiu-jitsu fighters think think it's extreme gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it. I think it keeps you honest. And uh, yeah. those guys that are just doing any technique and, and not worried about getting punched in the face, at least they'll get a nice smack or palm strike. And they'll be like, okay, I got yeah, yeah. to create it's, some distance with my legs now and stuff. So yeah, I like it. Keep, it. it keeps your jiu-jitsu a, a little more honest. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And it directs it more towards the MMA arena, you know, which is, which, which is in the direction of uh, realistic street altercations. You know what I'm saying? And you can watch it on Fight Pass. It is available on Fight Pass to watch if you can't yes, be out today. it'll be on Fight Pass. As well. All right, Eddie. Thank you, man. And uh, it's always good. You know, I don't know. Have we had you on before? I know I've talked to you. I've done Joe's podcast with you. But I don't know if we've actually had you on this show. No, he's never been on. No, I don't think so. Right, well, it's good so, talking. Thank you. you. Thank you very much, Eddie. You know, if you ever visit, you. Eddie, you there still? Yeah. I'm okay. Here. Listen, if you're ever in New York, man, and you want to bang out a seminar, you let me know, dude. I'd love to have you at my place. Oh, you're in Long Island still, right? I'm in Strong Island, dude. Oh, We'd shit. love to cool. share some rubber guard with us. Uh, thank you, man. I'll take you up on that for sure. Later, Eddie. See you later, man. Take thank care. You. Take it easy. See you. The great Eddie Bravo. Yeah, Eddie's fun. Eddie's, Eddie's a good dude, man. I'm going to pee. I got to go pee pee too. Let's go. Same time. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends over at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying a home. It is an extremely stressful but important purchase, and it's one of the biggest events of your life. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which can turn a great experience into an anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, credit. They give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They're going to lock your interest rate up for 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then once you've found it, if interest rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down... Here's the beauty. You get to keep the lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered rate shield approval. Only valid on certain 30-day purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's pull-up podcast. Very special mini post-game seven episode of pull-up, an epic game seven in Denver. 37 points, back-to-back, essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power, and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. 
The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to $700. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus... Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. All right. Thank you to Eddie Bravo. Uh, Matt and I just went to the restroom. Before uh, Uriah Faber calls He's actually calling. Uh, Okay, (laughs) cool. Okay. Go for it. Hey, Uriah. You're talking to Jim and Matt. How you doing? What up, buddy? I'm here to Jim and Matt. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you? Doing good, man. How are you? Uh, Doing very, very well. Um, What's going on? Just out here in Vegas doing a little promo for this quintet competition, which we, I'm pumped about. We literally just talked to Eddie Bravo about uh, less than a minute ago. Oh, really? That's funny, man. Now, are you guys... Good. It's really interesting the things he was telling us about the rules um, and, and be, being different and the way you guys don't know exactly who you're matched up with. Um, so how do you determine the, like, the weight you're going to use or, or how many guys you're going to divvy up 950 pounds? So... What I first did is, is put the guys I knew for sure that we wanted on. That's Dustin Akbari and myself. Um, and then I talked with Fabio Prado, who's one of our uh, longtime Team Alpha Male Jiu-Jitsu coaches. And we helped, you know, we helped uh, kind of construct the team. So we've got a guy, uh, Kelly uh, Nedson, out of Reno, who's, who's just up the hill from us. He's a heavyweight, about 220. Um, he's going to be... He's going to be competing for us. We've got a guy out of Brazil who's about 230 that's going to be com- competing for us. And then we've got uh, Munchir, uh, Munch, who's who trained with Team Alpha Male for uh, a stint some, some, uh, some months back and a good friend of the team. He's competing for us. And so we're going to be right around manipulating, you know, some guys will cut weight, some guys won't, right around the, the weight limit, which would be 943 pounds. Oh, that's how much it is. Okay. And can you tell us yeah. that, what's, what's going on at Sage Northcutt? So we're just waiting on an offer from the UFC at this point. Um, they haven't made an offer for him uh, to, to fight or to on a new contract. And so, you know, his dad is just kind of waiting for that to figure out what they're going to do. Um, he's a free agent. He, he had his last fight and came off a big win at 170 and, and looking amazing. Um, he, there was a little back-and-forth uh, interaction with him and Logan Paul, who, right. who's a guy I know from, from the L.A. scene a little bit. And uh, they were talking about maybe doing a fight, which would be awesome. You know, Logan Paul is a high-level wrestler in high school in Ohio. He's, I think, fifth in the state at 184 pounds. 
and now he's been doing some little, you know, backyard boxing matches against other celebrities, but, you know, has showed some interest. I think he called out Conor McGregor and, and had some interest in doing some MMA, and so him and him and, uh, and Sage got after it. Now, who knows if that'll happen, but it's not out of the question. But doesn't that, like, you know, a guy like Sage, who really, I mean, the UFC loves this guy. You can tell they love him. Uh, I think he's on a three-fight win streak. I mean, he looks really, really great. You guys have helped him tremendously. I mean, being over at Team Alpha Male has really changed, changed his fighting. And then for him to go and do something with Logan Paul, I guess it's big and it's for money, but isn't, isn't that kind of, doesn't that derail a little bit the path he's on? Yeah, I mean, well, leaving the UFC would be the worst thing, in my opinion, for, for proving that he's the best in the world. But at, at some level, you know, a lot of these fighters come from backgrounds where they come from nothing and are coming up and, and you know, $100,000 might seem like a lot of money to someone. But, um, you know, when you envision being one of the best fighters in the world, you also envision the money that comes along with it. And I think that's kind of where the disconnect is. Um, he's, he would love to be in the UFC and become a UFC champion. And I think that the UFC will come up and, and, and show them that they want him also. Um, but, but we're yet to see that. So I think it becomes a money thing on the UFC side. Wouldn't, I would say like, wouldn't the UFC love to have a guy that they use as the poster boy in every commercial, every UFC store commercial, he's, you know, uh, you know, headlining on, on, TV shows, you know, in the, in the main event, or the co-main event, the last one, and, and did a big draw on TV. I mean, for me, that sounds like a great investment. He's 21 years old. He can fight for another, you know, if he did like I did, he could fight for another, uh, you know, 15 years and, and continue to make them money. So I think they'll, they'll, they'll make him a great offer, and he'll be with the UFC, and I hope that's the case. Um, doing something with Logan Paul, who knows? I mean, that's, that's just uh, internet hearsay at this point. But, uh, you know, things could heat up. But not, not likely necessarily, but, um, you know, it's, it's not impossible. And, and Logan Paul's a young guy, too. He's 23 years old, and he's a high-level wrestler. Everybody wants to see uh, Sage go up against high-level grapplers because they think that's his weakness. Um, Logan Paul's a bigger guy than he is and, and, and has a wrestling background. So it's not unfounded completely. And uh, now Cody lost. Uh, TJ looked incredible against Cody. What, what is Cody's headspace at? Because he was 11-0, and now he's dropped two. Uh, how, how is he doing mentally, and what's, what's next for Cody Garbett? You know, Cody right now has is, is been spent a lot of family time. You know, he's a new father, so he's really enjoying that. Um, you know, he's, he's getting his headspace right. I haven't had too much interaction with him other than um, some, some lighthearted combos and... and um, you know, seeing him, seeing him from time to time. I know he's already back in the gym doing some, some fitness stuff, nursing his hand a little bit. And he just really has to decide what he wants to do next. You know, that's up to him. He's also a very young guy at 27 years old, freshly 27 years old. He's got another, you know, five, 10 years if he wants sure. it to, to, to really have a, have an attack at that belt. But it's, it's going to be completely up to him and, and he needs to decide what, what's next for him and, and so we'll, we'll as a team sit down and, and see where his head's at. But at this moment, just kind of letting the, the cobwebs, you know, fall off and letting him enjoy life and, and remember what, what living's all about. And it can be tough to be in, in, in long camps, especially coming off injuries and, and in all the pressure and things like that. So, um, and yeah, TJ looked really good. I mean, it was a short fight, but 
uh, you know, he threw those four right hands in a row, and TJ uh, Cody was right there to, to to catch one of them. So he looked uh, he looked really good. And uh, you know, Chad looked so great. Chad Mendes when he came back and fought Miles Jury looked incredible. I mean, after quite a long layoff. Um, you know, and I, he explained why, and he was, uh, you know, he wasn't even fighting it, just doing that, uh, the hunting, uh, thing that he's also doing. But, uh, now Zabit, uh, Magomed Sharipov, uh, won and is calling for Mendez, and he's number, was he 15, calling up, uh, to number five. What do you think the odds of that happening are? Well, you know, I think they're pretty good, and Chad's not afraid to fight anybody, and, and the guy called him out. That guy is very skilled. I love watching that guy fight at the, the, uh, you know, the style that he has is awesome. I think he'll have a, a lot of trouble against a guy like Chad, and, and maybe he thinks otherwise. And, and you never really know what Chad's like until you get in front of him. Chad gets your hands, his hands on you. And uh, I think that's a good move for that guy to call Chad out. Chad's out of sight, out of mind for, for a long time. I mean, his, his, big, his big fight was uh, against Conor McGregor, and that was two weeks' notice after being – you know, on vacation, That's drinking right. beers and fishing, he came off and, and was basically handling one of the best in the sport period with Conor McGregor and uh, and then got fatigued and, and got caught with a great punch. So um, people may forget, because uh, Chad was out for a long time, how, what a dangerous guy is, but everybody's going to remember very quickly uh, as he starts dropping guys with, with, with his heavy hands and, and slamming them on their heads. So, um Great matchup for Chad, and, and we'll talk about it as a team and in management on, on, on what's next for him. And also, uh, of course, Josh Emmett, he suffered a, a broken orbital bone against Jeremy Stevens. How's he doing? He's doing great. He actually just had a minor surgery. He had a, a ligament in his hand that needed to be replaced. Um, he's itching to get back in. He had done one, one grappling competition over in Russia uh, and had a great match over there. I think uh, he may have lost by a... a uh, point or something like that, but um, still recovering, man. That took a toll on him. It, he had a uh, a bone in his face crushed and had his head head wobbled, and it was kind of a controversial finish. Even though uh, I feel like it was kind of overlooked the way that went down. So he's hungry, he's eager, and is just trying to heal up. I think he has eight weeks to heal from his hand, and then uh, we'll start looking at matchups for him. And uh, did you? What did you think about what Justin Buckholz said about? Uh about Cody's uh, training and cardio playing a factor into his loss to TJ? I didn't really listen to what he heard. I saw one headline that said something about blaming me or something like that for the fight. Uh, who knows? It's funny when you have somebody that hasn't been around the team for maybe a year and a half now, mm -hmm. and I didn't hear him do any interviews after he had his return to the cage in Alaska where he lost miserably. And I didn't see him say anything when Chad and Sage and, and uh, Rick Glenn had a fight. Right. He chooses a time when he already, you know, has kind of pushed a wedge between himself and Cody. When Cody's down to kind of kick a horse, I think that's kind of sad, and it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know what he said necessarily. So, um, I mean, it, there was no, no qualms with Cody's cardio, that's for sure. And... Um uh, I was going to ask you, too, uh, do you have anyone in mind you'd like to see Cody fight again? I know he's taking family time. Do you have anything, though, anyone in mind that you, you, you kind of are thinking of for him? Uh, I don't necessarily. I don't, I don't manage Cody. Uh, um, you know, and so it would be, I, I, I put in my two cents as, as, as somebody that's part of my team and someone I care about a lot. 
and give my opinion on who he'd fight, but um, it'd be pretty much anyone. I mean, when you're a guy that's at that level, he just needs to get his his mind and, and, and focus recharged and, and be hungry for uh, for another hard training camp and another big fight. And I don't think it matters who you put in front of him. I think he'll be okay. And Uriah, for yourself, fighting all these years, now you're doing these grappling matches. You enjoy it? Is it a similar thrill than fighting uh, in the cage? You know, part of the reason why I retired was, was not because I, I didn't have the skill set or the mindset to fight. It was because I was having trouble getting uh, getting the excitement that I used to. I yeah. kept on searching for the bigger, more exciting thing. That's why I jumped in weight and fought Frankie Edgar in, in the Philippines. And that's why I you know, kept trying to go for, for, for the title. Is uh, I need stuff to get me excited. I, you know, there's, there's, there's been fights where like the, the hair on the back of my neck stopped standing up. So um, I still feel really, really competitive with, with everyone in the room, my jiu-jitsu, game i mean that's my favorite way to stay in shape that's my favorite way to compete i'm a big chess fan and and for me it's it's chess with the human body and um so i am excited man i i, I really am itching to compete uh i've had a couple of matches scheduled with polaris in the uk and another one uh, over in russia that they had offered me but because i'm you know on occasion i've i've been cornering guys like song Yadong and and sage northcutt and, and some of these younger guys um, they've conflicted on time, but now I can't wait to compete again. I, I, I compete on a daily basis when it comes to jujitsu in the room and, and I'm still adding to my, my, uh, you know, technique and my knowledge of the sport. So, um, it's, it's exciting time for me. That's awesome. Man. And it's, it's Friday. I believe it's October the 5th in Las Vegas. And as we said with Eddie, you can catch it on fight pass if you can't make it out to Vegas, but where, where is it being held in Vegas? If people are, a lot of people are out there for fight week. So it's very possible that people will be able to go and see that. Um, yeah, this is, uh, October 5th, uh, it's the day before the Connor fight, and it's being held at the New Orleans Arena, uh, the Orleans Arena right here in Vegas, so people can buy tickets, uh, you're gonna see a lot of, 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 you know, jiu-jitsu staples and former MMA, uh, champions and legends like Barnett and Sakuraba and Takaro from, from, from Heroes, uh, you know, it's it's an exciting time for for uh, anybody that's a fan of jiu-jitsu and anybody that's a fan of MMA because we're kind of piggybacking off of the biggest fight of the year. And it's quintetfight.com, and there's a dash between quintet and fight. So Q-U-I-N-T-E-T, and then just a dash, fight.com. Quintetfight.com with a dash between quintet and fight. Uriah, thank you, man. It's always good talking to you, and good luck. Good luck. It's nice to see you competing again. Yeah, my pleasure, man. And check out... Uh, Fight Pass, that's where it's going to be held as well. Um, you know, that's where I caught up on the quintet, uh, the history of the last two quintets. Super entertaining and very unique. So only Sakuraba could think of something like this. Yo, Uriah, Uriah, really quick. I know you're about to go. And I, this just hit me just now. Did you see uh, your buddy Snoop Dogg's comment on Darren Till and uh, Tyrone Woodley? No, I didn't see it. What did he say? I can't, I can't, they'll, they'll be marching on me. I can't say all those N-words. But he was yelling. <laughs> he was saying uh, he, pretty much what he said about Connor uh, when Connor oh lost God, to uh, Mayweather, when he was going I, off it like that. You know that. what's crazy? When that happened with Snoop, I, I, I sat down and I said, Snoop, what? I said, what are you trying to do? We're working for the UFC. <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, you heard that? 
I think he's just, you know, having a good time and caught in the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, he's a guy that's known for uh, speaking his mind and pulling no punches. So he says what he feels, and uh, it is what it is. He so, kept throwing you know, Donald it, Trump it, in it, there. <laughs> I think he thought yeah. that. Remember when Kobe brought his Col- belt? Colby, uh, I, Colby I think he yeah. thought it might have been Colby in there, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Wait. So wait. What happened? Colby He's, Covington had gone to see Trump when he starts. When he starts uh, yelling, when uh, when when Tyron was on top at landing elbows, and right before he put the Dars on, he was just you know yelling, "Ah, you!" And after he after he was like, "Yeah, Donald Trump, mother," you know what? At least I can't say what he was saying, <laughs> but he was throwing. He was yelling Donald Trump in there for some reason. Uh, so I'm thinking he's thinking that this was. Colby Covington on bottom or something that well, that brought that belt to the White House. I think that's what he was thinking. And he's yelling, fuck Donald Trump, but the American was winning. The, the American <laughs> was beating the British guy, so he was yelling, fuck Donald Trump, while the American won. And I just don't like when it's over and he's calling him a punk bitch and this and that, because come on, man. I mean, God knows he'd be the bitch in there if he even went in there. Oh, my guys. God. I know he's your friend. I, I don't want to upset you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, hey. If if I were if I were in trouble for everything any of my friends said I'd I'd be uh, locked up a long time ago. I'm if with was, you, buddy. I was guilty by association. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I, I was in I was in uh, sitting in jail with your buddies. Remember that? I do. They came to go watch me in Canada, <laughs> and uh, all, one of them was all, my barber. At the border. <laughs> they were in a jail cell at the border with Uriah when they, when oh, they went to go man. see me. I had I had I had I spent one night in jail my whole. <laughs> Uh, my whole life from my buddy getting in a fight and that's all fleeing the scene after a night of, of, of fighting in an Indian casino yeah. and uh, spent a night in the drunk tank. And so when I go to the Canadian border to go see Matt Sarah versus GSB that the UFC fly me out to, yeah. I don't have any, I don't have a record or anything, but they asked me at the border if I've ever, you know, spent a night in jail or something like that. And I said, uh, yeah, I did one time in 2004, you know, street fight. Oh, what were the details? So I'm like, okay, well, this sit right there. Next thing you know, I'm sitting there for 12 Man. hours with Sarah's two buddies, <laughs> and then they, they handcuff us, take us to a facility, oh. they feed us milk and white bread, and and then the drive us back to the airport and fly us home. But we had a good time. You know how your boys are, man. We had a good time BSing about you. And, was Greg, and, uh, you were there with and, Greg the Barber. <laughs> my barber was there. He uh, couldn't even give me my good luck fade. That might have. I might have still had the belt if he would have made it in. What, what's he doing now? You're barber. He's, he's still a fucking barber. All right. But I imagine you don't talk <laughs> hey, to him anymore. I didn't, no, I I didn't realize who I was talking to. I've been doing a bunch of media. I didn't realize who I was talking to till literally like about halfway through the conversation. What's up, boys? How are you? Wait, just just now you didn't? I didn't realize Wait. it was fucking YouTube dope. Well, you fucking, you're Raya. You're Raya. You did not realize till just now that you're talking to me and Jimmy? No, till, 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 till a little bit, till like literally like halfway through the conversation. Because Ant just handed me the phone. Here's this interview. Here's that interview. Here's this interview. And just put it together when, I, when we start, when I said, oh, I'm like, wait a second. I'm talking to my boys right now. Ah, Uriah, you know we love you. <laughs> That's so funny, uh, I man. appreciate it, bro. I know how it is yeah. with press, man. They just put you on and... Yeah, you're just doing the rounds. We had fun with you either way. Uh, you... Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, you guys are awesome, man. I love listening to you guys. Thanks. Uh, well, we'll see you soon, pal. It's really good to talk to you. Yeah, you're right. Good All luck right, with that, man. Have fun with that match on October 6th. Hey, on top got, of, hey, what is it? October hey, can, 5th. Hey, hey yeah. Sarah, congratulations on your boy. Oh, Aljo, uh, huh? That was great, Aljo, dude. Aljo, bro, what, what a cool move. And I could just hear you screaming the whole time. I'm like, that's my boy Sarah. I was so happy. You know how that is in the corner. You, lo- you love your guys. Oh, I'm, I'm on cloud it's nine awesome. still. Thanks so much, Uri. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
Congratulations, guys. All right. All right. Take later. care, Uriah. Take care, Uriah. Bye. Nah, who doesn't it's love funny, it's funny because I didn't realize I was talking to you two dopes. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, people like us, Jimmy. We're very popular. I've seen a lot of people when I was over there at, uh, in Dallas. A lot of people watching this, listening to this I hope podcast. So. Unless they're bullshitting me. No, I don't think so. You know? But uh, let's talk about the champ real quick. We want to talk about also, uh, so uh, Tyron Woodley, I know I had him picked. Yeah, Jim, you had Tyron by fourth round knockout. Okay. Uh, Matt, you had gone with Darren Till third round knockout. How dare I? And I had gone with Tyron second round knockout, which I was like so close. You but were very I'll close. Take the Dars Can I just too. say that? Uh, so I seen Tyron, and he's with my buddy Dean Thomas, and I seen him at the weigh-ins. And oh, you're thinking Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy just thinks I don't love him and this and that. So, he, <laughs> so he gave me a nice hug and this and that. You know, I'm like, oh, what a warm guy. Who Tyron? Yeah. Yeah. You know. So then Jimmy. Later on, I'm walking around, and somebody goes, yo, you got something on the back of your shirt. I go, what do you mean? He put his podcast sticker of, <laughs> of Tyrone Woodley, the champ, put D's Nuts sticker. He put D's Nuts on my back. How dare you, champ? It's a great move. How di- Listen, actually. He could have done it to Darren Till, too. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. No, listen, I was shocked because I thought it was somebody else, one of Aljo's cousins or something. I'm like, you guys, some wise ass hangs out with. I'm going to get that motherfucker. And then I found out it was a champ. It I go, Todd Woodley, how could you? And, I, and here I am questioning his stand up comedy ability because right. I heard he did stand up comedy. And I'm thinking, listen. This guy can't be funny. I ta- How about this? I take it back. He fucking got me. He got me good. The champ got me. Okay. But listen, let's get back. That's not the, That's not why he should be applauded. Listen, Darren Till, holy shit, man. Jimmy, I didn't... If you would have said first... Uh, was it second round, right? Yeah, it was the second, second round. Second round yeah. sub. Wow. I was, I was questioning the strategy. Because I'm like, man, he's going to... Because if anything, I don't know about him expending this much energy. I'm talking about the champ looking to put Darren, 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 Darren on his back because he look it wasn't happening right away. He actually got him there with the uh, yeah. that right hand. Yeah. But um, I'm like, he's wasting a lot of energy doing that, man. I'm worried about these later rounds. I don't know what they see. Have we ever seen Darren Till on his back before? Have we? I don't think so. No. Not against uh, Wonder so, Boy. Not against Cowboy. What no. a what a a ballsy move by the champ. I'm going to say Dean Thomas. I'm going to say Duke Rufus. I'm going to say his camp <laughs> to come up with this strategy. Uh, we got to get we got to get him back on. I want to talk to I want to talk to the champ. I want to know that strategy now that it's over. Did, that was the game plan. He came up much more aggressive too. A hundred percent. Much I, more aggressive. Can I be honest with you? I was leading up to this thing. I was like, Are these, I hope I hope it's not a a. a a counter striker like versus counter striker type of thing where each guy's not afraid to engage. I was that's that in the back of my head I was was worried about that. You know what I mean? Um wow, was I wrong? And I can't say enough about the champ. I I love the way he stretched uh switched up the strategy. It threw me off for sure. And I, you know, getting ready to critique it if shit was going south, but fucking eat my words, he did phenomenal. And uh Wow. I, and now with Darren Till, too. Uh, 
what's what is this is this is this Dar- I think showing came, a glare a, a big hole in that game? Yeah, I also think that he came out so aggressive too because you know again, Till's fighting for the championship, first fight in the US. There's no way he's not nervous on some level. And I think Tyron wanted to exploit that and not give him time to settle. That's my guess. Not give him time to settle in, not give him time to Take a breath and enjoy the moment, or feel the moment, or get used to the moment. Tyron just came out like a fucking, like just an animal right after him. No, no, no room. And he gave him no room. Well, which is the strat. That, that's yeah. what I was saying. Like, if if Till could stay at range, that's where he's the most dangerous. But Tyron obviously was able. How to does get anybody it on un- him. underestimate Tyron Woodley? I mean, first of all, the range is the same. I mean, they have yeah. the same fucking range. Yeah. And again, there's this illusion that he's bigger. He's not. Right. I I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen now. I want to see who. Da- I want to see Darren versus another. I want to see him versus a powerful grappler. Let's see what happens there. Who do they put him against next? Whatever happened? Where's our boy? Um. Uh, shit, man. It, uh, what's his name? It, it, from from Sweden, not from Sweden. He's he does the karate and also he's black belt in jujitsu. Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, Jimmy. wasn't he hurt? Yeah, Very he. Good, I want to say he had knee surgery. Where has he been? Something like that. He's number thirteen. Well, yeah, where he, has he been? I he like was him. supposed to fight uh, Neil Magny, but he got oh. injured. Right, I think going into that fight. So he, his fa- his father's a, 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 a part of the UFC unfiltered army. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a knee, he had a knee injury. <laughs> they were supposed that. to yeah. fight back in May. So, do you want to see Kamara Usman against Till, or does Kamara go right for uh, Woodley? I guess it all depends on what Colby Covington well, does. What's going on with Colby? I think Colby deserves a shot, man. Yeah, well, he Colby, Colby called the you know. Called out Woodley right after the fight, and wow, you know, brainer. so I mean, he he'll be ready. I think he wants to fight in, in November. Yeah. At the I end think of the they, year, but. they, I think because he had the that interim title, they're going to have to have him. Next, yeah, or else it's only right. Man. I Come mean, Kamara. I mean, what about Kamara Usman versus Darren Till now? Shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Till might, might go up, though. That's the thing. I mean, although he said he made the weight cut real easy, weighted 169. 169, but he still might consider going up if there's a fight at 185. So. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I I want to. I definitely want to see Kobe fight. I, I do, too. Yeah. I want to see Kobe against You're not Gorilla. You're a ding dong. You met King Kong. Snoop Dogg, shut the fuck up. <laughs> How about that? Jimmy, I'm sorry. I know he's your friend. I you know, know him? I, no, I met him twice. I know. He's nice. Him. I, I don't want to meet him. Well, he's a nice guy. Listen, maybe he had the whole thing mixed up with the whole politics, and he took it to heart. But I do know this, and this is one thing I do know, and I put money on what he said about Connor and what he said about Darren Till, calling them punk bitches and this and that. If he was in the cage, locked with either one of them. He would be the punk bitch. Yeah. Well, everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just like to put that on record. Uh, can I say, uh, I I don't know if you guys saw these fights or not. I mean, I just wanted to uh, congratulate Jim Miller. He's the first fighter. Oh my god, oh, thirty oh, fight, thirty at, fights, and he looked incredible, devastating. Looked oh, yeah. oh, and shoot, I, I almost forgot to mention Diego Sanchez also. Yep. Oh, oh my god, I was so complete domination. I was, listen, man, I was so happy. I was uh, first of all, Jimmy Miller. Holy shit, man! How yeah. quick was that though? That was that uh, was a minute and a half into the yeah, first man. I would, yeah. I'm just so. I mean, not just because these guys are old school guys and. You know, they were around when I was around. It's nice to see. It's nice oh, yeah. to see, especially guys who had a string of some tough fights and they were still just, you know, they're warriors. And it's nice to see them get that victory. And then Diego uh, Sanchez, that's another guy I was just so happy for, you know, and what a dominating fight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the guy kissed him at the weigh-ins. He was a nice kid. He was in our, our locker room. Yeah, that's Craig White. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but wow, did Diego make that look look easy i mean they, they, then then the you know the takedowns which is and that was like the diego of old yeah go in there and pose your grappling you know and uh throw strikes when needed but then just just 
What an animal he was. Yeah, he, he did so shit. great. I, and I'm so happy for him. And what a nice guy. Both guys. It, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah. But uh, hey, Tyrone Woodley, hats Congratulations, off to you. man. Yeah, hey, listen, you put your the, these nuts on my back. I, you, you deserve Better that than your chin. <laughs> what about your chin? I'm saying better on your back than your chin. Oh, you're right, Jimmy. <laughs> but he got me good. It was we had a laugh about that too. I seen him afterwards. Uh, what a great weekend, man. I'm I'm still on cloud now because my buddy Aljo, and uh, I feel good. I'm ready to, to corner. I'm gonna be gone next episode. It's okay, guys. I've taken a couple uh, away, so have a good time in Moscow, and yeah, good luck to um, Rob. Yeah. Maybe me and Longo will get one of those hats on our heads, those big, those big a Khabib hats. A Khabib hat. Yeah, while you're out You know? There. What are all these Russian bathhouses? Are they, they get nice steam? I'll tell you off air. Yeah. Oh, oh hey, by the way, before before we leave, Tatiana Suarez. Holy uh, shit, man. What a monster she looks like. Wow, I mean, She wow. really looks like a future champion at, that, she, at Strawweight. So my thing just came out. Could you hear me? Dick. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> my dick came out. Why is this? Oh. Okay, I'm back. Um, she did amazing, man. She is a a beast. Yeah. What would what would her and Rose look like? But you got to understand, Rose is is phenomenal in jujitsu. Yeah, on her back, she's not one. Kind of like what Eddie Bravo was talking about earlier. She's dangerous off her back. Yeah, she's, she's an not just trying guard, to get yeah. up like the way Carla did. Right, and Carla did have some nice like scrambles, but she was just overwhelmed. Yeah, like, she's so tough too. I mean, the, she really hung in there. She's but tough. She's she, but yeah. wow. What now, Tatiana? Yeah. Did she fight? Is she and is she in the same weight class? I'm sorry. As um, what's ah oh, fuck? It's it's the names the names escaping me. She's a girl from uh, I think she's from the Middle East. Damn it! What the? Uh, I don't know. You know who I'm, I'm talking sure. about? No. God. Yoanni and Jacek. Get the girls up there quick, because it's gonna bother me. And I know we're almost out of here. Just let me look. Where's the girls now? Oh, Random Marcos. Exactly. Where's she from? She uh. She's from Canada, but I think she's Iranian. I want to say. All right. Well, then I'm. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I know you're right. Yeah. It, it's Rand, Randa, right? Where is Randa, she? yeah. Randa Marcos. What weight class? Oh, is she's she? from Iraq. I apologize. What, but, all right. So but, I was right. But, but, but I was wrong with her name. Where is she? Where well, I'm looking at the. Uh, the she is number 13 in the strawweight division right here. Wait. And now what division was. Am I in the same division here? Yeah. And Tatiana's <laughs> yeah, in the Yeah. Okay. Right good. Yeah. I'm on the same page yeah, here. Yeah. And what rank is she? Oh, she's beyond. She's behind. Uh, yeah. Randa's at 13. Yeah. That would be an interesting fight. They haven't fought, have no. they? That would be a very interesting fight. But I'm you know, actually I'm looking at Tatiana and, and the people above her, and these aren't the new rankings. No, this uh, this is as of the 29th. There's a lot so. of nice matchups with Tatiana here. Mm-hmm. A lot, yeah, a lot. Claudia Daly is out there potentially. What was Ronda's last match though? Really quick, because I like Ronda Marcos. Yeah, like, she's very tough. This whole man. These girls are bad. That's yeah. arguably the best division in the, in the sport. Right, I'm I mean, looking at each yeah. one, and they're very tough. Uh, it was a oh uh, Nina Ansarov, uh, unanimous decision loss to Nina Ansarov for that was Randa close. That was yeah, close. but she's in every fight. Okay, yeah. all right, people. Sorry to get a no, little no, 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 I just get excited about all the fights. Jimmy, I'm not going to see you next episode, but I will see you the following week, and I will miss you, pal. Have a safe trip, buddy. Thank I'll you so much. You Anything too. you want to plug? Um. No, I think by the time this comes out, yeah, the the uh, go to jimnorton.com. I got a bunch of dates coming up in Phoenix. I'm going to be here in New York. I'm going to be in uh, uh, Maryland. I got a whole bunch of dates coming up, a couple of Texas gigs, Seattle. So go check me out if you want to, and I'll see you in a few days. All right, Jimmy. Yeah, bye. I got nothing to say. Goodbye, everybody.